This is Crime Connections, and we're your host. I'm Jackie. And I'm Leah. On the crisp morning of Thursday, March 19, 2020, 75-year-old Russell Hill, a seasoned camper, embarked on an adventure to the beautiful landscapes of the Wanangeta River near Billabong, Victoria, Australia. At the early hour of 7.30 a.m., he stopped by to pick up 74-year-old Carol Clay, a cherished family friend, to join him on his trip. Both told family and friends that they were either camping alone or with others. The location is so remote that mobile phone service is scarce, so you kind of have to use radios or... No um, communication. Count me out. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to be Literally. able to get a hold of somebody at some point. For emergencies? Yeah, yes. I would agree. When we went on a cruise, I mean, there was obviously no cell service in the middle of the ocean, and it was really difficult for me. <laughs> I can imagine. I was like, I, I, just, not like I just need to be able to check in. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be like on my phone. I just want to check in. And make so sure everything's good. Yeah. people to know I'm okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it's freaky. And even having the knowledge of, I cannot get a hold of someone, even if I want to. Even if I want to, yes. That's very I don't know how people can do that, like go camping, knowing. And they love it, though. They love mm-hmm. being completely off the grid. Kudos yeah. to you. I can't It's a no fully. for me. Yes. I'm too big of a sissy. Mm-hmm. So having established their campsite along the river, Russell then reached out via radio to a friend and then also to his wife, Robin, assuring to follow up the contact the next day. However, the anticipated communication never happened. Russell and Carol's families became increasingly concerned. They had failed to return home or communicate with them in general, resulting in Russell being reported missing by his wife, Robin. And then two days later, Carol's family reported her missing as well. See, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. They're and now they had no way of even like knowing the middle, where they were. Yes, and they're out there. Yes. So then at the time, neither families knew that they were together, even though they obviously were. So neither Carol nor Russell used their phones, bank accounts, or made contact with loved ones, and the police had said that it was undetermined whether their disappearance was suspicious or not. So then, seven days after the last communication, on March 27th, campers found Russell's Toyota Land Cruiser in the valley alongside a burned-down tent, table, and camp chairs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The keys were still in the car, which was still in working order and well-stocked with supplies. It did get cinched a little from the fire, but it mm-hmm. wasn't damaged other than you could just see, like, soot, yeah. you know? The camper took a photo of the scene and then traveled quite far from the scene to get cell service to then contact the police due to the lack of service, like we just mentioned. My gosh, they, is... like, literally were off the grid. Yes. So then on March 28th of 2020, police arrived in the area and found Hill's locked Toyota and soon issued the first public. Now they call them in Australia, they call them public appeal, but it's just announcing things to the public. Yeah. It's just a different wording. But uh, soon issued the first public announcement with information saying that two campers aged in their 70s were suspected missing in rough terrain. They didn't really go into detail of, Mm -hmm. they really had no idea whether it was just them missing, if an animal got them, if they really had no idea. And I'm sorry, but that is what's slightly crazy about Australia. The mm-hmm. amount of things that could happen to you mm-hmm. when yeah. you just go camping. Exactly. Not sure how you guys do it, but anyways. No. <laughs> Seriously, though. 
So then days flew by and there was no sign of the missing pair. Senior detectives continued asking for information, including releasing fresh photos of Russell and Carol and statements from their worried families who labeled the disappearance extremely out of character because there were rumors going around such as they wanted to start a life together and yeah, so they I can see that. burned it and then it kind of mm-hmm. left without saying anything and things along the lines of that. But they're also in their 70s, so I can see where the family's coming from. 70 isn't by any means old or anything like that. I know a lot of 70-year-old people who are still very fit and, mm-hmm. to me, young, but it's still alarming. They're not, they're 70, so yeah. they're not, like, old, but they're also not, like, in their 20s and 30s. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the mystery deepened even further as police released details of three possible sightings of Russell and Carol the day after their burnout campsite was discovered. What? So one witness claimed to have seen an older lady waiting to use the long drop toilet at Back Snake Creek on March 22nd. The same day, an older couple was seen driving out from Black Snake Creek Hut. According to that report, the lady was wearing lipstick and looked out of place, which hmm. I don't even know what that means, but maybe she was fancier than yeah, if you were say, camping. Right. I'm not really looked sure. A, looked a little too fancy. Yeah. So then finally, an older couple were also seen near the Eagle Vale River crossing and campsite. There was no description of the couple. They just, people said they looked similar to the pictures that were being released by the police. Now, police were asking for anyone who was in those areas on that date in the hope that they could determine whether the couple was Carol and Russell, but no one came forward. So it kind of just was a dead end. Mm-hmm. But they were announcing those three sightings. So then police also established that Russell visited the area alone prior to his camping with Carol around March 11th through the 13th. He was camping near the King Billy and Bluff track and had his drone with him. Now, the drone went with him as well on this endeavor and it was never found. It still has never been found to this day that's kind of crazy mm-hmm. so he already had been in that area so yes, he, was, he was a seasoned camper this so was he m- was like aware then that is like really kind of uncharacteristic mm-hmm. that he would just like kind of like be up missing yeah he had gone camping there multiple mm-hmm. times like through years and years of mm-hmm. camping it wasn't his first time being there so then a number of theories had emerged about what happened to the pair fueled in part by the fact that russell's family thought he was going to on a trip alone they had no idea that Carol was even going to be there with him. So that was very That's suspicious. Also, yeah. Um, so like I couldn't see my mom or my dad going on a camping trip with like one of like one of them going on a camping trip with a good family friend and not telling us mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, I'm going odd. on this trip with this person. I just exactly. I would, too, be like what <laughs> yeah well and that's that alone is confusing let alone them missing as well you well know? and if you're going camping and you're going to be more or less like off the grid you'd think you'd want your family to know who's with you if anyone yeah, yeah. so then according to the age which is a news outlet in australia victoria police detective inspector andrew stamper refused to speculate on the nature of the relationship between carol and russell as it was a delicate situation for the families understandably Mm -hmm. and also it's none of his business he's there to find the people it doesn't matter what their relationship is exactly so i I get yeah that it was a bit of surprise to robin 
this was Russell's wife, okay. that Russell and Carol had been camping together, but I don't want to speculate on what the relationship was, whether it was two people who enjoyed each other's company and camping in the Australian wilderness. That has to be so hard for her, too, because one, not only is your husband missing, but two, now you're wondering, was did he run off with this woman? And I just had no idea. Mm-hmm. Poor yeah, Robin. it's un- very unfortunate. So then Detective... Stamper added there was nothing to indicate the friends had vanished on purpose, which was a huge rumor that was flying Mm -hmm. around. So at this time, it had come out that the pair were officially camping together Mm -hmm. because they were reported missing separately. Then the cops obviously like, oh, well, they were both reported missing in the same area. So it was kind of like, are they together? Uh, Are they not? And then it came out. Yes. So then it's like official. Okay, they were together camping. Okay. So Russell and Carol were childhood sweethearts who had rekindled the relationship 15 years prior to them going missing and had allegedly traveled to go camping many times in the past but was keeping the relationship a secret to spare his family, including his wife of 51 years. Oh, my gosh. How the plot thickens. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Sad. That is. Yeah. Poor Robin. Mm-hmm. I know. I feel so sad for her. An arson chemist came out to the fire and investigated the scene but the police said that the cause of fire remains inconclusive so they really have no idea if it was started on purpose or Mm -hmm. if it was by mistake so neither carol nor russell used their phones still or bank account or anything and the police are still very towing the line of whether it's suspicious or Or not or not Mm -hmm. they still are not really releasing any information so that's so hard for them too because it could, they could have run off together, mm-hmm. but they've also been doing this for 15 years. So, so why now? Why now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Police then looked into phone tower records, which revealed to the police that Russell's mobile had pinged in the area near Mount Hotham on March 21st of 2020. Now, just to refresh, they went camping on the 19th. Okay. So this is just a couple days later. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. So then traffic cameras in the nearby area were also active at the same time, giving police footage of 12 vehicles traveling nearby during a possible time of interest. Police began systematically eliminating each vehicle by obviously contacting the people and vetting them. And then by June 3rd of 2020, they were left with just one, a dark colored Nissan Patrol towing a trailer, which... They do not release photos of this. They just know all of this. They're not even releasing it. I should mm-hmm. preference. They're not releasing this information to the public at this time. It comes out way later. It comes later. out way later. Mm-hmm. They are really good at Australian police. They're really good at keeping things tight-lipped. Because that yes. like doesn't happen in the U.S. No. You know pretty. You know a lot Very as it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I would say, I mean, I'm assuming the U.S. uses this technology as well. But from the few cases I looked at and the few cases you looked at, mm-hmm. they really are good at getting the phone information and then the camera information. Yes. Like, wait, I feel like it's more efficient than what the U.S. is doing. I agree. Because sometimes you hear about, I mean, just like for the Idaho murders um that we did the update on when they talked about the camera footage of the car being Mm -hmm. seen to me that came out kind of like way late yeah and here in australia it's like 
few days later, they've got all these cars on yeah. these dash cam and CCTV. Yeah, and granted, they are not releasing it, but at least you, we now know yeah. they were working behind the scenes their butts off. Now, granted, maybe in the U.S. they are as well, but I feel like it does not come out. It's a lot to me. It's a lot cleaner. Mm -hmm. I like that in Australia, they keep everything very Mm tight-lipped. They don't release anything. And then it's like, boom. Here's a trial. Here's everything we've got. They're going to trial. And you're just like, whoa. Yeah. No, I agree. I almost would rather that just just because of the fact Mm -hmm. that it seems like it's more consistent. I don't know. So then by the time... All this is going on. Rumors were going around that a mysterious local man nicknamed Button Man might have been involved in their disappearance. Oh, that's scary. So the police unmasked Button Man. They searched high and low for this man. And he was a local camper known for carving out buttons out of deer antlers. He's a 74-year-old former reservoir man. And they cleared him of any involvement by the end of April of 2020. Now, I think he would just was a... An old man that camped a lot who wasn't the friendliest, who kept to himself. And yeah. people instantly were like, oh, he's creepy. He's yeah, weird. Yeah, you know, because, yeah, in, in our, like, day and age, anybody that's like that, you automatically are like, oh, my gosh. What's wrong with him? What's wrong yeah. with you? So I think it was just that kind of instance. By this time, Victoria was hit with COVID. Mm. We're about to be in the COVID pandemic. And lockdowns were intensifying, which much of high country closed to the public. Which is very unfortunate because the trail then appeared to run cold and the couple's names kind of dropped from the news oh, yeah, headlines COVID due to was, COVID. Yeah, that was the only headline mm-hmm. for a long time. Yes. So then it kind of just was at a standstill. But mm-hmm. I will say the police, now that it has been so long, all this information is out, were still working the case. Which mm-hmm. is good to know, obviously. Yeah. The family was devastated and wanted answers, and they wanted them faster than what was happening. But unfortunately, with COVID and the Mm -hmm. pandemic, things just weren't closed, including trials were postponed. Like, everything was closed. Well, and I'm sure the police, too, they had to figure out ways, new ways to work together. Mm -hmm. And because they they couldn't stop And they didn't know what was going on and what COVID Mm -hmm. was and how dangerous and this and this. So, yeah. And I... Yeah, because I know for a while here in the States... Police weren't even pulling over for unless it was something serious. They were told that, like, unless they're speeding and driving erratically, like, high speeds, yeah, don't pull them over. Yeah. So, because we didn't know mm-hmm. how bad COVID was. Exactly. So, I'm sure it was kind of like that in Australia, too. I'm sure, yeah. In July of 2020, four months after the couple went missing, detectives visited 56-year-old Gregory Lynn's home after his Nissan Patrol was captured by the automatic number plate recognition cameras, which we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And this was the only person that they were not able to find right away in vet. So he was the last person Got it. to be questioned by the police. And like I said, he was around the time when Russell and Carol had been missing. While searching, they noted that his 97 Nissan Patrol had been painted beige they noticed that he no longer had the same color that's suspicious in the cameras yes and there was no trailer on his property either so that was they didn't know where that was either so missing person squad detective senior constable abby justin told the court that at the time he was considered a witness not a A suspect suspect. correct Mm -hmm. but in december of 2020 lynn has officially became 
number one prime suspect. Okay. The police did not announce this for some time, but according to the information now, he was considered a suspect. Again, keeping it like tight lipped, mm-hmm. not letting the people that they're looking into in on anything, not letting them get spooked. Yes. Smart. Including the family, though. The family did not know any of this either. See, that was the difference. Well, no. So for um, Toya's case, the family knew what the police believed they should know. Mm-hmm. But they also, like, I think they told the family, like, hey, we're going to be arresting this guy. Yeah. And we're going to be trying to get him. And then they revealed it to the public. But they didn't tell them, like, every step of the way yeah. what was going on. Which, again, I think is smart. Mm-hmm. So the only way you're going to be able to keep things from. Contained. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. This is something that I've noticed very different from Australian police cases mm-hmm. and police work to here. Okay. This, from my knowledge, would never happen in the U.S., but maybe I'm wrong. I, I could be wrong. If I am, correct me, but this was a little wild to me. So the police were allowed to install listening devices in Lynn's home and his car. That's allowed in the U.S., they have to get a warrant signed, but the person, of course, but they, but the person doesn't know. I just don't like, understand um, how it, they could have like they had to have had a lot more. I don't know. In the U.S., you have to have a decent amount of motive to do something that like well, that. like evidence, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But from what I could find, the police didn't have much evidence other than his car. But sometimes in the U.S., that's kind of all they need, too. You think? I feel like there was no way that would happen. Like, I know it happened. um, So the show Mindhunters, which was, like, really popular on Netflix. I think it was one of. Best show ever. I know. I'm so sad that they're not doing it anymore. Me, too. But one of the last episodes in season two, they were listening to conversations, like, while these guys were in their apartment or whatever. And they had, like no information they had no evidence to suspect these guys that was like in the 70s right i know but (laughs) but now i mean current day and age i feel like it's way more strict but i could be wrong but either way they inserted these listening devices march of 2021 the police continue to search sending cadaver dogs so they're kind of so this is all behind the scenes Mm -hmm. that no one knows that they inserted these uh, for obvious reasons and they still are having to continue to give a front of they are looking mm-hmm. and they don't know what's 100% going on, kind of, is yeah. the way I perceived it. So then they sent cadaver dogs to search the valley over for over four days and they're looking for remains. Right. Obviously. Uh, or anything really related to this, the crime. Mm-hmm. And then in April of 2021, the police announced the findings of a shovel and screwdriver that were located near Mount Hotham, but were soon eliminated due to lack of evidence, like such as blood or anything mm-hmm. like that. Then further searches of the valley for human remains also took place with search and rescue with horses they used because oh, okay. of the terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, you know, obviously they're in the middle of freaking nowhere. And then they also used airplanes and uh, probably drones and things like that. Yeah. Because they had to look from the sky. In October of 2021, more than 18 months after Russell and Carol went missing, their families made an emotional public plea for help on the news to further get information because they just felt like nothing was being done. They weren't getting the information they were wanting fast enough. And I'm sure, too, because it was during COVID, it probably intensified even more mm -hmm. because they're just like in lockdown. 
Yes. N- and not remote. Mm-hmm. Well, not knowing anything. Not only that, but the police know all this information and they're keeping it so close to the chest that the family doesn't know. Yeah. We are investigating this person. We're having to wait until we have enough evidence to convict. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's just the name of the game when it comes to any crime that has been committed, especially when it's murder. You just have to wait for that because you do not want to mess up because you have, I don't know if in Australia, but in America, you can't prosecute multiple times. Yeah. So you have one chance to prove that unless there's an appeal, which that's a little different, Mm -hmm. but, but for the most part, it's it's a one time and done. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get more. And even if it comes out later that they find out, like, for example, we'll just use Casey Anthony as an example. Even if it comes out later that she actually was the one that murdered her daughter, there's nothing they can do about mm-hmm. it. If she were to come out and admit it, there's nothing they can do. Yes, because she already was. She was already proven not guilty by yes, a jury. exactly. Weeks later, police finally released information to the public, which I'm sure relieved the family a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's they, probably why they did it. Yeah, I would assume too because they're, they probably felt so bad. And they were probably kind of like inching in closer on this Lynn guy Mm -hmm. so they were thinking let's give him a little something so then we can keep working on a little nugget yeah Yeah. that so they released that a dark color Nissan four-wheel drive had been in the area at the time and there was a working theory that Russell and Carol may have had a confrontational interaction with someone they weren't specific on if it was the driver of that vehicle Mm -hmm. or if it was a random person they kind of were very vague Mm -hmm. They also did not release an image of the car. Car. They released a picture drawn of the car, which I thought was very strange. Me too. And I don't. Do you think it's because he painted it? I don't know. I have no idea. That's just kind of strange. A a drawing, a picture of a drawing of the car. Yes. So it was not the actual image from the. Maybe. I don't know because I've seen the image from the camera and it's not that bad it's it's not the best quality in the world but it's not well, bad. most camera images aren't that great but they're you, enough you get that the you gist. can make it out mm-hmm. yeah all while the officers continued monitoring the listening devices often hearing lynn talking to himself during long drives in the car which they kept mentioning that like it was the biggest deal and it was very odd. But to me, that's pretty normal. I, feel I like talk most people, to myself in the car all the yeah, time. Yeah, I don't see that if, as an odd If my behavior. mom or my husband do not pick up their phones to talk to me, I'm having a conversation with myself. Mm-hmm. I sometimes can listen to music and I'll sometimes like put on a podcast episode. Yeah. But I need some type of noise. I can't just sit in, just sit in my car. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that that's Yeah, too... but they mentioned it multiple times like it was a well, big deal. Well, then they would think I'm, like, really crazy. crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At various points over the coming months, he referred to the deaths of Russell and Carol, though, while talking to himself. Now, that car. would be... Now, that's obviously very... A little... Hmm. Yes. Then on November 22nd of 2021, the police had flown via helicopter to the remote Airbuckle Junction to take Lynn into custody. Now, everyone thought this was very strange and very sudden because they were not releasing this information, Mm -hmm. indicating that Gregory Lynn was a person of interest or anything like that. But later, police released the timing of the arrest was unplanned. But due to the listening devices, two detectives have overheard Lynn muttering to himself that created serious concern that he might take his own life at any time. And they did not want him to kill himself. 
so they couldn't get a confession or a trial Mm -hmm. yeah following lynn's arrest a search of his home was conducted and on thursday november 25th which is our thanksgiving by the way i was looking at the date lynn was charged with two counts of murder an extensive search began again in an area north of dargo because they had already searched prior, but nothing was found. Mm-hmm. So they, again, were searching, which for some, obviously they had a reason. They must have found something. Or he said something. Yeah. Or, yeah, something along the lines. On Monday of November 29th, 2021, at the base of a tree, the remains of Russell and Carol were found together. <sighs> and That's so sad. Yeah. And it I also, mean, I knew it was probably coming, but still. You just hope. Like, yeah. maybe they're alive somewhere. But no, it's been quite some time now. Mm. Now, when they found the remains, it was not complete. Uh, It was very scattered and not good. Lynn maintains his innocence and has pleaded not guilty to his charges. Police allege he had a Ruger rifle stored in the back of his car at the time of the arrest. Police accuse Lynn of dumping the bodies in the remote bushland. In Australia, they call it bushland. I've never really heard that word, but my husband said he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is it, does it just mean like the woods? I think so. I would assume. I've Maybe also heard it on Bluey, but I don't know like well, what it reference to. <laughs> I would say that doesn't help because that's based in Australia, I know. right? <laughs> Police accuse Lynn of dumping the bodies in remote bushland at the Union Spur track in Wangangara, about 23 miles from the town of Dargo. Investigators say that he returned to the scene twice in a nine-month period, setting fire to the remains, which makes me think he saw all the headlines and was getting really scared and nervous. He then went back and lit them on fire to conceal evidence, and hopefully (sighs) they were never to be found, but they were luckily. A week later, police say a forensic anthropologist identified several small bones and bone fragments at the base of the tree on the union spur track which they believed belonged to russell a woman's ring and parts of a watch were also discovered prosecutors said further forensic evidence was discovered at buck's camp almost two years after russell and carol were reported missing A piece of a human skull was located with DNA testing that it was confirmed to belong to Carol. And then a piece of lead near where the couple's tent had been set up was also found and was taken as evidence. Forensic testing was later determined whether the lead was related to the firearms Mm -hmm. and ammunition seized from Lynn's home. It's still ongoing. That has not come out whether it was related or not. A re-examination of blood spatter on the side of Russell's Land Cruiser was found to belong to Carol, according to the police. Now, that evidence was never even released that there was blood on the car, but it later came out that there was, and it was Carol's, unfortunately. so heartbreaking. Mm Mm-hmm. So then prosecution documents say police are still waiting for forensic reports from the Victorian Institute of Forensic Medicine indicating more evidence obviously against lynn the information provided was that lynn may have been annoyed by a drone flown by russell and carol and lynn confronted the couple about it before retreating to his own campsite nearby russell allegedly then grabbed lynn's gun from his car and now when they say from his car 
I could not find whether it was from Russell's car or if it was from Lynn's car. Well, if it was Lynn's gun, it would have been Be Lynn's, Lynn's car. But then that doesn't but even make why sense. why Russell going to Lynn's car? And how did he even see it? Yeah. So that part really does not make any sense to me, but I've read it from multiple different articles, and that's the, the case. They think Russell and or Lynn came to confront them and was being nasty or whatever, threatening them along the lines of, don't fly your drone, I guess. Yeah. And then Russell maybe ha- saw the gun and was nervous he would use it on them. So then he went to take it. I really don't know. Well, I'm I'm wondering if Lynn could have threatened to shoot the drone down mm-hmm. because it was annoying him or something. And then so Russell followed him and was trying to get the gun, gun. from him. Yeah. yeah. So then the pair wrestled for control of the weapon, causing it to accidentally discharge and then shoot Carol in the head. And as the fight progressed, Lynn then pulled out a knife and stabbed Russell to death. Is this is all alleged theory. That's the theory the police have. Wow. Later, they had found a hotel in the region that was said to be left with numerous bloodstains after the incident. According to the officer's statement, all of which were cleaned apart from a possible stain on a rug in the bathroom. They found, I'm assuming, obviously, this is, they're thinking that Lynn killed them, put them in the trailer that he had on the back of his car. Went to a hotel. He went to a hotel, cleaned up. Mm -hmm. So he's not driving with all this blood all over him. Yeah. The information contained in the statement represses the first complete count about how the police believe the pair may have been killed. They don't know all the details, but that's what they released. Mm-hmm. Little The little that they do know. A redacted summary of the police evidence in the case that was also released late on Tuesday outlined details, including Lynn had allegedly returned to the crime scene, but nothing about how or why the pair were killed again. They keep reiterating they don't know how exactly they died. They don't want to... I think it's more so they're wanting Lynn to confess. Yeah, they want him to, to confirm. fill in the holes. Yes. Yep. Another witness told the court this week of seeing a drone in the area on the night the campers were allegedly killed. The police summary also detailed a camping trip Russell took by himself, like we had mentioned. Mm-hmm. And other campers were in the area had come forward and said that he was flying the drone above their camps. But there was a statement that another camper came forward as well and said something along the lines of he was very respectable when it came to the drone. Yeah. He asked around if he could see any other camps, he would go to them and say, Hey, do you care if I fly this? I, it it was a respectful thing. It wasn't anything crazy. I don't, yeah, I don't think that Russell was, probably the cause rude or mean or anything yeah Mm -hmm. i definitely think lynn and he seemed to live kind of an isolated life yes i think that would could have contributed to a lot of this yeah it came out later that when they originally searched to lynn's house that a few things they took from the house were examined so two swords a pickaxe and more than 20 knives including throwing knives and a blade known as a gurkha that were seized from lynn's property by police after he was arrested in november of 21 my goodness which is a lot i mean if you hunt i guess it's not that big of a deal but holy cannoli yeah that's just a lot a lot going i mean on. for people that don't really they're not really like into different kinds of weapons it's a lot mm-hmm So possible blood was detected on seven of the items, but further testing could not confirm this and they were not examined further. 
which is kind of weird to me. That is a little. Like, what do you mean there was blood? And then, oh, just kidding, there wasn't. Yeah, I don't, they, I don't know they what couldn't that means. confirm, but they weren't examined further. I don't. Yeah, strange. But maybe they were now further. since because this has been a, a year. Yeah. Judge Sonnet cautioned the media that while the summary gave an overview of the police case, it did not comprise all their evidence, and much of the summary was contested by Lynn. Which, okay. what does that mean? Contested by Lynn. I think it means that he didn't agree with uh, all of that. Okay. So he didn't give his blessing, pretty much. More or less. And obviously, which makes sense, they're not going to give all of the evidence out in the public. Yeah, because no. Then they they would have save a case. it for the courtroom, right? Yes. In the summary, police alleged that Lynn had a confrontation with Russell and Carol sometime after 6 p.m. on March 20th of 2020, which then led to him killing them. This, this is according to the detective. The circumstances of their deaths and the accused behavior afterwards are consistent with the accused having intended to cause death or at least cause each of them serious injury. So they're predicting that... Lynn showed up with intent to either kill or harm. Yeah. Either way, which is kind of nuts because over a drone. Yeah, but I can see. But like you said, you know, here in the States, we wouldn't give our DNA voluntarily because mm-hmm. we're afraid that they're going to like clone us or do something crazy with our DNA. Yeah. He could kind of be one of those people that believes, oh, he's got that drone. And I mean, the talking to himself, we don't think it's weird, but maybe to the police it was giving off kind of like schizophrenic vibes yeah maybe so if he sees this random guy that he doesn't know with a drone above his campsite he might be thinking oh he's taking pictures of me Mm -hmm. and or something crazy well and And if he's not really like if he's kind of isolated he might not really really be up to date with what drones even really are or do yeah they well he was okay so i will say it was mentioned multiple times that he was an ex-pilot so he had to have some intelligence of what things were okay then that totally changes it yeah and i haven't mentioned it yet just because i don't know why they keep mentioning he was a ex-pilot i really don't see the but i guess because it definitely raises the question why would he be so agitated against a drone flying above his campsite Mm mm-hmm that is a little... Yeah, and it also... Again, unless he has, like, mental health... Issues, which yeah. very well could be. Which could explain why he's not a pilot anymore. Because mm-hmm. 54 is kind of young to not be... Working. Working anymore. Either way, it's it's a little wild. So, this is also another statement by the detectives. The accused contaminated and staged the crime scene, intentionally destroyed evidence within the crime scene and removed evidence from the crime scene before transporting and disposing of the bodies and mobile devices to further conceal his involvement and distance himself from the crimes, which is, I would say a normal reaction when Mm -hmm. someone commits a crime in May of 2020 and or November of 2020, the accused then returned to the bodies of Russell and Carol, where he further tampered with the human remains to dispose of the deceased, the involvement of burning, dispersing, and partially burying them. The trial is still currently going, so there's really not much other than Mm -hmm. that out, but he is in custody. He, when I show the pictures of him, he has aged tremendously since being in custody. Oh, wow. Um, He had brown curly hair when he went in. He, his whole head is gray now. Which is kind of wild. That He's is kind of just in that quite a bit. time. Mm-hmm. And well, and to go fully gray that, that within quit. three, I don't know. That's a little wild to me. But 
Russell Hill was not just a man. He was a devoted father, a husband, a cherished friend. Russell knew the remote area very well. Like we had mentioned, he had been camping multiple times. In his days as a worker, he was a lodging contractor, and he actually helped cut the perilous Zeka Spur track into the remote region that he was even at. So he is very familiar with this area. I cannot emphasize emphasize that more just because there is no reason that he should have died on the trail or you know anything like that and a witness like i had said stepped forward just to say he was a cordial camp mate like he would ask people about the drone he he was very nice about it so i don't think that would have been the cause of well it's like everything is pointing to somebody took their lives for seems like no reason really for no reason it this wasn't just some accident and Mm -hmm. it wasn't just something that like the natural elements yes took him or anything like that. they were too seasoned he was too seasoned and too knowledgeable for something like that to have have happened. happened exactly now, Carol Clay was not just a mother and sister. She was a beloved friend as well. Her presence brought warmth and joy to those around her. From everything that I've read, she was just an overall warm, nice person. Mm. She was described to be leading a seamlessly selfless life, supporting charities and being involved in the Country Women's Association, including a stint as the president, which is kind of a oh, big that deal. that's really cool. And it just shows, you know, she was very loved and and very missed. Uh, her family did come forward and mention they knew about the affair, um, but they just hid it. And they don't really know why. I don't know about her. I don't know if she has children. I can't remember. But I know her sister came forward and said she knew about the situation. So which, then they weren't all. But then I guess when he went missing... And they knew he was with Carol. I guess why wouldn't you just come out and say, oh, well, maybe they were trying to spare his Russell's well, wife, and I also, feelings. I don't know if they had contact with the family. Like, I don't know if they could have gotten a hold of them. Okay. But either way, it's sad. It sucks mm-hmm. for poor Robin. Looking into this, I found quite a bit more information in regards to the area that they were camping at. Mm-hmm. Over the past 12 years, at least six other people have vanished while camping in this area. Oh, my gosh. Now, I would love to do a part two to this case and look a little further into that because I don't know if it's just they are not familiar with how to camp and they die from the elements. I don't know if something is going on more sinister. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I did not look into it because this case was quite a bit of information to, Mm -hmm. you know, go through. But that is freaky to me. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I know it's very remote, but at the same time, six people? That's... In 12 years. In the same area? Like, come on. Something's going on. Of, yeah. I'm or like, maybe we need to get a freaking tower out there and have people working in the park. Right. <laughs> something is not good. Yes. Get know? a cell phone like, tower out literally. there. Literally. <laughs> I think the whole case is a little wild to me. Not only did Lynn kill these this older couple, but it seems like he did it just did it for no reason. That's the worst part. Like these, innocent, there's like no motive. They were so sweet, and everyone had nothing but nice things to say about mm-hmm. both of them. And all it takes is one person to just completely end their life. Yeah, yeah. I just. And obviously, though, 
in my opinion, the worst part of this case is not only did Robin lose her husband, she found out he was cheating on her the, for the last I 15 years. Know. So there's just so many unanswered questions, unanswered. There's no closure. There's no Mm-mm. nothing for her. She no. is all, will always just know that. Yeah, that because is the even case. if even if Lynn, it's found that Lynn did murder them. For her, it's like, well, I know who murdered my husband, but now I'm still just left the rest of my life wondering why my husband was with Carol. This woman, yeah. Yes, like what drove him to it? And I'm sure she also is very sad that he's gone. I mean, 51 years being married, regardless if he was having an affair or not, 51 years, that is a long time. Mm -hmm. That's someone's whole life practically. Mm -hmm. The other thing, like we were questioning earlier, is why would he have reached for Lynn's gun? It, the, that whole situation, I It makes me think that Lynn went back to his campsite, and it must have been where Russell could see. I don't know. It makes me think that Lynn, like, threatened them. Mm-hmm. And then maybe came back. Maybe yeah, he, like, or, had a confrontation in the earlier in the day, and then he came back to threaten them further because mm-hmm. they still flew the drone, even though yeah. they didn't want... Maybe? I don't know. Or he threatened them and... My one, I'm wondering if he threatened them with the intent of like using the gun. So then Russell started following him back to his campsite and saw that Lynn had a gun in his car and then was like, oh my gosh, like, no, put the gun away. I don't know. Something like along those lines. Yeah. Which I'm sure will come out or hopefully it will come out when the trial starts because the trial has not started. I believe it's supposed to start next year. Mm -hmm. I looked at quite a few articles and I cannot find out like they don't have a date they announced don't. but it's I'm hoping for mine too it just says the beginning half of next year there's no date and I don't know if they just like wait a little bit until it's closer than they tell you yeah. the date. I don't know and it also doesn't help that these started around COVID time yep which I know in the U.S. they're still trying to catch up oh from, yeah and there's still things that are slow due to that mm-hmm. so I don't know maybe if that's also the case which i'm sure does not help now we both looked in i don't think we mentioned this in the first podcast we looked into the system uh yes. in australia and like in the, the america system. and it's very similar so yes. they jury. have a jury they have the, the trials are pretty similar mm-hmm. um timing wise i don't know the only yeah i mean the only thing that i find different is i mean i found with my case for Toya, they said it was going to be a three-week trial. That's it, three weeks. Yeah, now that's weird because, because we don't we set our trials. time frame. No, it can take over a year. Before a trial Yeah, wraps I mean, you up. have, like, yeah. your pre-trial, and you have – you can have multiple pre-trials, and then you have the trial, and then you have all these other things that happen, mm-hmm. and it can take a while yeah. before a trial is done, like months, sometimes exactly. even over a year. Yeah, so I thought – So to, to hear, like, three weird. weeks for a murder trial – so three weeks to convince me yeah i don't know that's a bit odd but i didn't see anything in regards to how this is limited but i also couldn't really find even next year Mm -hmm. what time but when it does come out we will do an update with both of them probably just to make it a little easier but it is nice to know they're so similar so at least we we are completely clueless in regards to how long or what it will look like you know what i mean yeah so really that is all i have for this case um i personally don't think there's much more information that could be relayed to the police i think that they have everything they need 
in regards to tips and things like that. But as always, we thank you for listening to Crime Connections. If you would so kindly, please follow, share, and go like us on Facebook at Crime Connections or follow us on Instagram at Crime Connections Pod. You can also join in on the discussion of these cases at our new discussion Facebook page, Crime Connections Podcast Discussion Board. If you have any news, tips, or cases you want us to look into, please feel free to email us or DM us. There is one thing I would like to say before wrapping up is we, I would say, did pretty large cases. We typically don't do well-known cases. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we do sometimes, but not normally. So if there's a case in Australia that you want us to look at that's a smaller case, please feel free to reach yeah. out. We would love to look into that and report it but it was just kind of hard because we don't know what is so popular and what's not and even if you're listening from somewhere other than the states and there's a case that you would want covered for kind of like from where you're from Mm -hmm. send a message we would absolutely love to cover more cases that are like international exactly yeah i totally agree the only thing is if it's not english that kind of might be hard um but we'll still try yes give it our best effort yes so thank you guys we love hearing from you and yeah